Welcome everybody back to the Friar Talk podcast and YouTube channel. For today's episode, we're going to be doing our first mailbag episode of the trade proposals that we had sent out earlier this week. Um, so we're going to be going over a bunch of different ones from you guys. I think we're going to end up doing this episode in two different segments. So today we're going to do one of kind of the first mailbag episode and then tomorrow we'll do a part two just because there are a lot of trade proposals to go through and it's going to be pretty fun to go through them. I think we might have a couple repeats, but we want to read off everyone that had it. Um, I think everyone pretty much is just coming from um, Twitter right now. So let's get it started. I know the first one is from Jaron. Um, Jaron goes through and I will read out what he says. He says, I will do a long shot trade proposals because it's Preller and at minimum proposal should be the bare minimum. So trades are done by baseball trade values. And while I know not everyone is a fan of it, the numbers are fairly accurate. Are fair, fairly accurate overall, but in the eyes of the beholder. So every fan has their idea of what a team needs. So here's mine for the Padres. Um, I don't think both scenarios are impossible, but the fact that some of these players are sought after by other teams, it makes it harder to find out what it will take to pry them away. So first trade proposal is involving moving Hosmer and Myers, and this is going to be a three-team deal. So I will read this one out to you guys. So in this scenario, the Padres acquire Josh Bell, Wilson Contreras, and Ian Happ. So big-time haul. Um, the Cubs in this deal are going to get Luis Campusano, Trent Grisham, Will Myers, and Samuel Zavala. And then the Nationals will get Eric Hosmer, Jackson Merrill, Austin Nola, Ryan Weathers, and James Wood. So this is a massive trade for the Padres. Um, Isaac, what do you think about this one? I know that's a lot to kind of hold, so I'll review any uh, any of the stuff that you need to see there. But what first comes to mind with you? I, I like the haul. However, I feel like you're giving up kind of everything in this scenario. The haul is fantastic, essentially because you're able to remove Eric Cosmer out of the out of the out of the equation. And I mean, that's going to be a very hard thing to do. We know that's going to be quite possibly one of the hardest things AJ's, AJ Preller would have to do in his in his stint as a Padres manager um, because that is a lot of money for a team to pay. And that's a lot of years to control Eric Cosmer. Essentially he has a no trade clause after this, after this trade deadline, you're not going to be able to trade him again. So um, yeah, that that's going to be really tough, but removing those scenarios, how tough it would be just from an acquisition standpoint, Josh Bell is everything the Padres need right now. Power, a guy that gets on base and a guy that can play solid i mean i don't know what his defensive metrics are but it's got to be better than eric cosmer right um so that would be a big pickup yes it's only for half a year but also the padres seem like they're trying to go all in this year they want to win and i mean i'm on board with that but you're also giving up a lot in campusano who yeah he might not be a very good catcher he's actually not a good catcher but his bat is supposed to be pretty good so i mean that i don't know why his value fell so much i don't know what He's uh, what his estimated value is now, or if he fell out of the top 50, but at one point he was a top 50 catcher prospect. He was a top five prospect for the Padres. I'd assume he still is Trent Grisham. I still think he has a lot of value just because he has gold glove potential out in center field and he's a good base runner. He's fast. And I mean, really the only thing so another team's got to clean up and get him to do is finally hit the ball, hit the ball for some power because I think he has like under a 630 OPS right now. Um, but everything else is good for Trent Grisham. So I still think he has value, though you might be selling low. You do need a center fielder. And if if that means getting rid of Trent Grisham, then that's OK. Obviously, you, you're going to have to move a contract. And that's where Will Myers comes in. Um, 
not saying Will Myers can't be a useful piece for this Padres team. I do think he can be some sort of platoon with Nomar Mazar in terms of Will Myers will face lefties, Nomar Mazar will face righties. But at the same time, if you want to make a, a big trade the way I would expect A.J. Preller to, and I think a lot of people expect A.J. Preller to at least try and make a splash, you're going to have to get rid of some salary. And quite frankly, Will Myers is probably going to be the easiest one to do because they're probably only going to have to pay whatever's left on, the, on that contract for this last whatever it is, 80 games, 60 games. I don't know what it is. Um, and it's only for half a year. It's only for the rest of the year. So if you're a losing team who's easily, who's definitely not making the playoffs, um, I think it would be very easy to unload Will Myers to that kind of team, such as the Cubs. So that's not a bad idea. Um, Zavala, uh, I mean, he's kind of a little ways away. It's just for the time frame right now, he doesn't fit. Then you got Hosmer going to the Nationals. Matt, you've kind of talked about it, how, you know, maybe the nationals would be willing to eat some money because they did acquire some guys for big money and they're definitely not winning anytime soon. And it, it makes a little bit of sense though. I can say it will be very, very, very difficult to be able to do it. Um, I think you might actually have to give up a little more. I think does Hassel go in this anywhere. I think Hassel would have to go somewhere to possibly to the nationals in order for this to get done. Um, Jackson Merrill obviously is a big prospect for the Padres right now. He's, like a 2025 timetable, I believe, but he's doing really good down in the minors. Would be would suck to see him go, but I mean, we'll probably just draft a shortstop again next this draft or something. I don't know. You know how AJ does it, just shortstop on shortstop on shortstop. Austin Nola. Uh, my problem with this is that yeah, you know, you're getting Wilson Contreras, but you're also getting rid of two catchers where your backstops are very poor in Jorge Alfaro and Wilson Contreras. I I don't think they're very good backstops back there. Nola is a good backstop. Um, Great at calling games, cannot throw runners out to save his life, but everything else is really good about him except for at the plate. Just from a catching perspective, he's a solid catcher. Um, as of right now, of course, you're going to have two catchers, but Wilson Contreras probably leaves in free agency. Ryan Weathers, tough to gauge. A um, lot of upside, a lot of lot of downfalls for him, unfortunately. And then James Wood. Um, I don't want to get rid of James Wood, but I understand. Um, I, I like the trade. I just don't think it'll make it'll make much much. Uh, it'll it'll come to fruition i like it though of course if it was the potters heavily <laughs> yeah i i don't know how much i like this one i have to say only because in this case you're giving up so many different prospects and i do think like in this case for the nationals if you're getting jackson merrill ryan weathers james wood and then also austin nola who's he has some value but like not the best piece um to eat eric Hosmer's deal i think that makes sense for the nationals um, I think it makes sense for the Cubs as well, trading Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ um, and getting Campy, Grish, Myers, Zavala. Like, they, I think they would do both these trades. But for the Padres, you're getting two guys for basically half a year in Josh Bell and Wilson Contreras, and then you're getting Happ for a year and a half. And you're giving up, like, all of your farm outside of Abrams and Hassel, it feels like. It's just, like, you're giving up so much for that. Um, and a lot of these guys, too, like, Zavala would yeah they're they might be ways away but dude they have such stupid tools I just don't think it's worth it to trade them right now so for me I don't really love this one um but I definitely get where it's coming from and then Jaron also said another one he said in this one another three-team deal um I won't say the whole thing but I'll say the Padre side just so we can go quickly through it basically in this one giving up kind of similar pieces but in this case they're getting Wilson Contreras and Ramon Laureano um, we've talked about Loriano a little bit, so where are you kind of with Loriano? I, I like him as kind of like my third center field option. I think for me, it goes Brian Reynolds, Ian Happ, Loriano. Um, 
But I do think Loriano would make a lot of sense for the Padres. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up his stats right now. I haven't kept up with him very much this year, but as of right now, he's hitting 237 with six home runs, 15 RBIs, a 332 on base percentage, 721 OPS. Now, that's not bad. It's actually it's a massive improvement out in center field considering Trent Grisham has been very poor out there. Um, not on the field. He he's a great he has a great glove. It's just a matter of at the plate. This is a massive improvement. It's just not the improvement I want. This is more like a all right, I'll settle for this. And Ramon Loriano, he's had some solid years. I mean, um, seven sixty OPS in twenty twenty one, eight sixty OPS in twenty nineteen, eight thirty two in twenty eighteen. Like he's had himself some pretty solid years. Um, so there's a lot of upside with it, uh, upside to him. And um, you know, I, tossing him out in center field is not the worst idea. So I'm kind of on board with it. But who would we give up again? trying to figure it out right once i pulling up right now it's pretty similar to the other one mm-hmm. so for this one the padres would give up overall to get both those guys they give up campy myers um zavala grisham a couple outfielder prospects that are smaller and then weathers it's like the bigger pieces okay so, so very very similar who's the second guy the padres get uh contreras contreras so we get loriano and contreras I'd probably rather have the, the first one. Um, yeah. We also it's just a lot. It's just this one makes more sense. Of course, this one makes more sense. Um, yeah, I think the next one we talk about actually makes a lot of sense, and it's going to be, uh, I mean, Campusano, Merrill, and Lamette for Ian Happ. I think it makes a lot of sense. I know, you know, of course, the 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 Cubs are kind of in the market to trade Wilson Contreras, but I think also in the way that, if you're going to get rid of a catcher, you might as well have a catcher for the future. That makes a lot of sense. His value is taking a massive dip. So it makes a lot of sense to trade Luis Camposano right now. He's kind of been in those trade discussions for forever, it feels like, um, ever since the last trade deadline because we've wanted to get rid of Eric Hosmer, but we can also acknowledge it'll be very hard to do so. So now, instead of that, we take off $4 million off the books, I believe it is, with the Nelson Lamette. And you're going to have to do it step by step if this is going to be the approach. If you can't get rid of Eric Hosmer, you have to take it. You know, you got to get rid of Lamette or Myers or multiple guys. It's either going to be just Myers or multiple guys. And Lamette would have to be included in that. Um, Jackson Merrill is also a very enticing prospect. I also don't think it's got to be Merrill. I think it could be someone else. It's just tough to gauge because you're giving up two guys that, you know, could potentially have very good hit tools are essentially the future for the Padres for a guy that's only going to be around for, for half a year. Can you re-sign him? Maybe, but I feel like you got to, like I said, you got to open up a lot. You got to open up a lot. You got to get rid of Trent Grisham in order to be able to fill Ian Happ in that role. Maybe Ian Happ can play a corner outfield spot. I don't know how many games he's played in a corner outfield spot, but it would have to be right field. And I was going to say a little bit more than center. Like I I know he's more comfortable in a corner outfield spot than center. Yeah. Okay. So then it would have to be right field because Profar has been playing so good out in left field. Um. I really want Hap. Don't get me wrong. I really want Hap, and I think this deal does make a lot of sense. Just from a just from a, a trade standpoint, this deal makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So we'll probably start going through these a little bit quicker, just because it'll take it'll take all night to get through them. Um, but if we go a, like around like similar people, we'll go through the deals, and if like we've discussed these guys, we'll just say like yes or no, just kind of rapid fire on them. Um, next one I have is from Diego Hernandez. He says this probably doesn't happen, but a trade between the Padres and the Yankees as follows. Um, San Diego gets Joey Gallo and Aroldis Chapman. New York gets Will Myers, Denilson Lamette, 
uh, Reese Kinnear, and Eggy Rosario. So this is definitely one that, of course, we're going to talk about Gallo a little bit just because he gets brought up all the time for the Padres. Um, but Chapman also is here. So I think the value makes sense. I think I think a Gallo-Myers like swap makes a ton of sense for both these teams. One, because I think the Yankees are going to feel like they're upgrading, and I think the Padres, well, I think A.J. Preller might feel like he's upgrading for one, but also they're shedding salary, and that's going to be the huge piece there. So do I like Joey Gallo? No. I, like, I think Will Myers is probably a better player right now, but Joey Gallo is like a project piece. I guess I could live with it. <laughs> I don't know how much I like it, though. Um, Chapman. I would rather just not deal with Chapman and do something similar to like a Myers for Gallo swap because I think a straight up swap for those guys. Um, but I don't know. What do you think about Chapman and Gallo? I like the idea of getting Gallo now. I mean, I was like strictly off board not that long ago, but right now I think you're going to be able to buy buy low on him. And are you banking a lot on him being able to bounce back? Yes, you are, but. He's got a good glove as long as he's out in right field. Is right field the biggest part in in Petco Park? It's a it's really tough to to play out there in, in right field at Petco, but I think he can handle it. He has not shown very well in left field, but remember he is a natural right fielder. Some people say it's not a big deal. It's a big deal, trust me. Um, but as far as Joey Gallo goes, you are banking a lot on a bounce back. You are banking on him. You know he's never going to hit for average. He's never been a guy that's going to be able to hit for average but you're banking on him being the guy that's going to be able to get on base and, and going to be able to slug that is what the Padres team needs right now guys that can get on base we got a few of those guys we got jerks and pro far Manny Machado um shoot I can't even name the rest of the top of my head because I, I gotta look into those stats but um Joey Gallo at his best was able to get on base a lot and hit a lot of home runs of course that is what this Padres team needs as I believe since like May 1st or maybe June 1st like a group of five guys have a total of 20 home, 20 home runs combined. This Padres team is desperate for power, and it, it's it's at your disposal with Joey Gallo. Who Maybe New York was just a tough environment for him to play in. But in terms of this deal, um, I like the idea of acquiring Joey Gallo, and I think he'll be had for cheap. And, I mean, if you throw another prospect or two in there, I believe you might be able to, to get the Yankees to eat some salary. Yeah, and I think I honestly think that they might feel like, okay, Myers is an upgrade for us over Gallo. I, I really think they could feel like that. So, I don't know. I wonder how that one will play out. I mean, Gallo's been absolutely terrible this year. Myers hasn't played, but – and we talk about Myers all the time. Myers, everyone, A lot of Padre fans want to feel like Myers is awful. Myers isn't awful. His contract's awful, and he is pretty much as average as it gets as an MLB player. Pretty solid against righties, below average – I mean, sorry, below average against righties pretty damn good against lefties and that's kind of where he's at a med defender um, but he can play a bunch of different spots so don't love it um next one andrew lee um so this is one that we've already talked about ian hap a little bit but tell me yes or no for this deal campusano merrill lamette for hap i i understand the lamette's in the campusano. i think we already talked about this one this is from andrew lee yeah, well, we didn't talk about the exact deal, but it's super similar. Okay, so Camposano, Merrill, and who for for Hap? Lamette? Uh, Lamette, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, I like it. I mean, of course, you're going to get rid of two top, top-tier top prospects, two guys that can potentially hit, but um, you got to shed some salary somehow. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, too, because I feel like 
I feel like you could do something based around Grisham where they eat some of Hap's contract just because the problem is that Grisham doesn't make any, like, not a problem, but, like, Grisham doesn't make any money. Hap doesn't make a lot, but the Cubs might be willing to eat a deal where they're kind of gaining some. So I think this makes a little bit more sense where you also throw in Lamette there. I just don't know how much the Cubs would be interested in a guy like Nelson Lamette. I don't really think it makes sense from them, whereas Trent Grisham, them trading Ian Happ for Trent Grisham, not like a, a one-off deal, but as those those guys being the main pieces, it makes sense because they're still years away from contending or Happ's not going to be a part of that roster. Now you could also look at it and go, well, they're probably going to look for something better than Trent Grisham in that deal. And that's also a very fair point. So it's a little bit tough, but I don't know. <laughs> okay okay next one here um padres get andrew benatendi with merrifield the royals get eric hosmer he says homecoming royal will myers nick martinez trent grisham or robert hassel it's gonna it's gonna take more than that it's gonna take yeah. it's, it's gonna take more than that it'll probably take both trent grisham and robert hassel to be able to get rid of eric hosmer and will myers that's a lot of money for them to to eat and take off for the Padres. Um, I don't even want Andrew Benintendi or Whit Merrifield. I'm I don't think they fit what this team needs. They don't need guys that get on base and or not guys that get on base. Sorry, of course every team needs a guy that gets on base, but they need guys that can hit for power. These guys don't hit for power. No That's kind of where I'm at too, because because we were and we also liked them a lot like earlier on in the year, but. I'm kind of like phasing out of, of trying to acquire those guys. And also for a lot of these Hosmer deals, you're probably not really going to be getting too much. It's going to be more like you're going to be pack- packaging a prospect with the team to eat his salary and then also get the prospect and get like a an average player. Whereas like for me, like Whit Merrifield or Ben Attendee, like there's going to be teams that might pay a little bit to go get them. And that makes a little bit more sense for the Royals. So it probably wouldn't happen. Um, but I like the idea. I mean, uh, I'm always a fan of trying to move Hosmer. Um, okay, here's the next one. Daniel C., Snell and Hosmer for Kika Hernandez um, and Connor. Wait. Okay, these are two different ones. My bad. Snell and Hosmer for Kika Hernandez and Connor Siebold. Um, and then also Merrill, Grisham, and Zavala for Benatendi and Merrifield. So we just said the Mer- Benatendi and Merrifield one, so let's not go there. But Snell and Hosmer for Kika and Connor Siebold. What are you thinking? Kike, huh? I haven't even looked into Kike very much, but seeing how I want to look at his stats real quick before I say anything, because of course I, I'm a big, I like Kike a lot. I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, sounds like Dodger loving, but whatever, it's okay. Um, but as I said, it's kind of the same with, uh, it's kind of the same with Andrew Benintendi, just not hitting for much power this year. I saw right now he's got a 613 OPS. Um, and the Red Sox are, are winning. I think they're going to be more so buyers than sellers at the deadline. Um, yeah, they're 15, 16, maybe even 20 games back in their division, but the Yankees are playing out of their minds right now. And they're still, the, the Red Sox are just, I mean, on the way to probably facing them in the playoffs. Yeah, that's why I don't really think the Red Sox are going to be sellers. And I think for this one, I think it could make a lot of sense doing a Snell and Hosmer for, for like basically more for Kike, but you would have to also have a Trent Grisham deal where you're moving Trent Grisham. Because, like, if you're going to have Kike, you're probably going to want him playing center. That's what I'm thinking, at least. And I also don't think – I don't know, dude. I just don't know if, like – I mean, you know, I don't really like, want to move Blake Snell. Um, so, Snell and Hosmer, no. I just don't think it would probably happen. But I, I don't think it's a bad idea. Um, the other one 
also not a bad idea. I mean, I guess the other one also is a Trent Grisham one. So you'd be completely revamping the outfield in this one. You'd kind of be left with a little bit too many outfielders, though, in this case. So not the biggest fan for me. Um, but let's go through a couple other ones here. So this is from Sergio Quintero. Um, he says Hosmer, Campy, Grisham for Josh Bell, and the Nationals eating money or sending a, like a prospect sweetener, so like since you're giving up quite a bit for Josh Bell. Um, I like this one. I think it's pretty good. It depends how much of Hosmer's contract is eaten. Um, and then someone followed up and said, and who's playing center field? And he ended up following up and saying, Estrid Ruiz, Tatis, Profar, Azokar are all options. So he's saying you don't do like a corresponding move, but you do trade your center fielder in this one, and then you're basically moving Hosmer Campy to, to get rid of Hosmer as well. Um, do you like that one? I, I kind of like that one. I like it. I like it. There's still, of course, underlying problems in the outfield. Um, I don't think you should rely on somebody like Esri Ruiz, Jose Azokar. Now, if you can rely on Fernando Tatis Jr., that's a totally different story. Um, but I don't I don't want to rely on those other guys. I'm not trying to bash Esri Ruiz or anything. I know a lot of people are hyped up on him right now, but to be able to make an impact midseason when a bunch of guys are already in midseason form, I think that's a lot to ask for. Um, but in terms of just getting rid of Hosmer, this deal probably makes the most sense. You're going to have to get rid of somebody like Trent Grisham and Luis Camposano, um, and especially to be able to get a good player like Josh Bell, who was acquired, I believe, above a three war maybe at first base. Uh, yeah, I think this is what it's going to take. And, I mean, of course, from a Padre standpoint, this makes the lineup a lot deeper, getting both Bell and Tatis back, or getting both Bell in your lineup and getting Tatis in your lineup uh, makes it a lot deeper. Yeah, so – Let's go through a couple more here, and then we'll probably wrap this one up, and we'll we'll finish the rest up in the next episode here. But so we're we're talking about Josh Bell, we're talking about Eric Cosmer a little bit. So I have two different ones for you. First one is from Brian McBride. He says Hosmer for Gallo, and then the second one I have for you. This is from Ryan, friend of the show, Ryan, who comes on. He says Eggie Rosario and Luke Voigt for Josh Bell. So basically, he's saying to move Josh Bell to DH. What do you think about both of those two deals? Sorry, I was writing them down so I can remember them. Haas for Gallo will not happen. Um, Eggie and Voight for Bell makes so much sense. Voight, Voight has, what is it, like control until 2025. So actually in 2025, he becomes a free agent. Right now he's making 5.4 mil. And then in 2023 and 2024, you can definitely expect that to go up since it's through arbitration. I think you can re-sign Bell for for 10 mil a year i don't know maybe a little more but he's producing very well and for what this Padres team needs right now bell definitely fits that fits that mold now of course getting rid of Voigt takes away that sort of power power thing that you want except for it seems like the monsters took away his ability to hit for power because he just hasn't been doing it um not lately at least but uh it, it definitely makes sense you're selling high on eggy rosario who I mean, maybe he has a future with the Padres, but you kind of look at it, look at the infield, and you see that you know Jake Cronenworth, C.J. Abrams, Fernando Tatis, all the middle infielders, Hassan Kim. Like, it's going to be very hard to plug him into the middle infield spot. Do you move him to the outfield? I don't think that's the solution. So, I think selling high on a guy like Eggy Rosario and potentially Esri Ruiz, um, I think that's going to be a smart smart move. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm all in on acquiring Josh Bellman. I think when we look at what the Padres need to do to win this year, I think going and getting Josh Bell and maybe losing some of that control on Luke Voigt makes a lot of sense. The other thing is, like you said, say Josh Bell comes here and flourishes, like does great, right? 
you're probably not going to sign him for that much more than Luke Voigt would cost over the next few years. So the big question is, are you going to be able to keep him? And if you feel confident that you're going to be able to do that or be able to sign someone similar for a little bit more than Voigt. So I like that one. I think that's a good one. Hosmer for Gallo. You're right. Like that one's probably, it's not going to happen. You'd have to attach some stuff, but we wanted to see maybe Hosmer get moved to the Yankees just because they did used to need a lefty, lefty bat, but they don't really, it's not as big of a need anymore. Um, I think something more Myers for Gallo and the Yankees makes a lot more sense, but Josh Bell, I mean, Josh Bell is definitely a guy that if you go and add Josh Bell, I mean, dude, we've been hyping. We've wanted Josh Bell so bad, dude. We wanted Josh Bell for so long. If the Potters end up getting Josh Bell, that'd be amazing. But I don't know. Anything else on this kind of group of trades that I've gone through before we take off? No, not really. Um, out of all of these, I mean, I don't have them all written down. I'm not going to go on my phone and, you know, try and look at them all again. But out of the ones that we discussed, I like the idea of getting Bell the most and either Haas, Camp, and Grisham or Eggy and Voigt for Bell, I think, of course, make the most sense. And then when it comes to Joey Gallo, I think just Myers and Weathers gets it done. I really do think that's what gets it done. I mean, Yankees fans don't even want him. I, I doubt the Yankees brass wants him. And we were just talking about it before we started. Um, it looks like the Padres and the Yankees are both trying to get a deal done for anyone who didn't see. Um, there's a belief around baseball that the Yankees and the Padres will work out a creative deal that sends Joey Gallo to San Diego, potentially in a three-team deal. So it looks like the guys that you guys are all talking about are definitely on the Padres' radar. Yeah, and I think also for the Padres, like you go and you get Gallo, you, the Gallo doesn't have to start every day. You can kind of have Gallo as like a project piece. And if you move somewhat, if you somehow move a Myers for Gallo, you're freeing up money, and then you can actually go and get Josh Bell. Say there's another deal that moves Hosmer away, like that is kind of like the full piece of what this whole could like all the trades could look like. But I, I do like the idea of, of adding Josh Bell. And I'm not going to say I'm giving up on, on Luke Foyt because I do think that, I mean, his career numbers tell you he's going to bounce back. And I feel like he's hit like 30 balls to the warning track this year, which has been really, really, really frustrating. Um, but if you can add Josh Bell, I think you can, you want to capitalize on that idea. And, and I think for the Nationals, I think that trade makes a ton of sense as well. So we'll see how these play out. But I think it's going to do it for this first mailbag episode. We will have another one out tomorrow. Probably not quite as long, but it's going to do it for tonight. So thank you guys for listening. Um, no Padres Rockies preview, but – I don't know. Ho- hopefully the hopefully the Padres. I, I, for me, I'm hoping they take half of the games. I'm hoping they split it two and two. I don't know where you're at with it, Isaac, but Coors Field is not the not the kindest place to, to the San Diego Padres. So I'm hoping you they split two out of two in this one. I hope so. Also, I definitely hope so. Also, that is the that is the Padres. Nah, that and Arizona are definitely their two nightmare fields. So hopefully they're able to get three. I want them to get three. I want them to leave these next seven games before the all-star break, at least winning four or five. Um, I see a lot of people talking about the Padres potentially not making the playoffs. The Padres have to barely go over 500 to make the playoffs the rest of the way. They have put themselves in such good position to be able to make the playoffs where, you know, this team's going to be different. Guaranteed, I, I do not expect this team to be near the same when the trade deadline comes around, this team's going to be different. Fernando is going to be back. And I, I've seen people saying, you know, what if Fernando doesn't play to his abilities? Come on, just give him a few weeks. He'll be fine. Um, but all they got to do is win, you know, like 35, 40 more games and they'll be fine. 
also, if Fernando doesn't play to his abilities, was he an all-star player? Not a not a superstar. Like he's still going to be like a, a huge upgrade. So I don't know. I think that's a good one. But all right, guys, thank you for sending in the questions. We will get to the rest of them tomorrow. Um, but have a good night, and hopefully the Padres start start off well in in cores. Um, hopefully Shamanaya has it has it pumping tonight. But thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow.